Welcome. Welcome to the Bookish Ramis Podcast. It's the first day of March 2023. I wish you a happy new month and one filled with all the good things that your heart desires. To my Nigerian listeners, with the elections and the people not being satisfied with the electoral process, I sincerely hope that you're keeping sane on your end. Walt Disney, an American entrepreneur, animator, and film producer, once said, There is more treasure in books than in all the pirates' loot on Treasure Island. Oh yeah, truly, truly. And I'm really excited about this new month and all that we are going to be discussing or reviewing as the case may be. And I would like to ask you a question. How does having money make you feel? Want to close your eyes for a minute and imagine with me. Realistic in different locations, stocks, bonds, all in your name. Okay, stop. Can't even imagine because you don't know what some of these things mean. But you'll do this exercise at the end of this episode, alright? Um, today, we are reviewing the book, The Cat and the Banker. How to get started with investing. An illustrated story by Nadir Mehadji. Nadir is an investment banker in London and Singapore, to MSc in management with a specialization in finance. And he wrote this book when he realized the gap of understanding between the industry he was from, which is the investment banking industry, and people who work in other industries. He asserts that everyone needs to make investment decisions, yet not everyone has solid financial literacy. What is the probability that an average kid from your community, wherever that is, would mention investment banking as a career path, something they've been thinking seriously about? I know it will be higher in some areas than others. This is my point. We need to begin to raise and train financially literate children. Let's talk about money on our dinner tables and in our classrooms. That's how to get a country long term out of an economic mess because if everyone becomes financially literate they can make quality decisions about money about spending and making it and creating products of value all right back to base back to base you know one would think that a book about investment would be dull boring and maybe confusing you know but what Nadia did with this book was to tell a story. The story was, it was about a cat named Socrates. And it was named that because when he was young, he used to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Do you know any Socrates around you? So he tells this story about a cat who inherited money from his uncle. And was spending it, you know, on the usual stuff that a young person would. Eventually, he realized that he was going to be broke in old age if he didn't do something really fast. And then he sought advice from a financial advisor, a lion named Catsby. Through the story, he explains some of the really complex concepts in simple terms. 
Anyone can understand. Parents can get this book and explain investment to their ten-year-old because it's illustrated. It is that simple. This book is for you if you want to invest but do not know where to start, and it has twenty-one chapters and two hundred and four pages. What are the reasons why people might want to invest? Nadia shares three. It says to preserve the value of their wealth. To generate regular income and to grow your wealth, and you know it can be really tempting to want to keep your money right where you can see it, touch it, or even smell it. <laughs> But if you don't invest your money, it loses value over time. And inflation is that concept that measures how fast prices are going up, as well as measuring the pace at which the value of your money depreciates. So let's paint a picture. We're talking about inflation here. So if you just leave your hundred thousand, let's use dollars. Your hundred thousand dollars, for instance, at a five percent rate inflation in ten years, your money will be worth sixty thousand dollars, or even forty thousand dollars at ten percent rate of inflation. That's if you have a hundred thousand dollars. Inflation eats your savings. So it's a profound idea to be able to increase what you currently have, and there's a journey map on how to start investing that Nadia shares in his book. And number one is to understand your objectives and circumstances. Understand your objectives and circumstances. So the reasons why you might want to invest will be different from that of your friend or someone else far away. And your circumstances would most likely be different too. All right, so it's important to understand your own objectives and your circumstances. You want to understand how the building blocks read to expectations for the economy, and how they fit with your own objectives. It's okay to start small, experiment, find out what you're comfortable with, so that you can do it your way. And in chapter three of his book, we see the introduction to certain concepts like portfolio, which is a collection of investment, and we also see returns and assets classes. So when you invest money, you get an income. An income is that money you earn while you own an investment. And then there is something known as a price difference. This is what you get when you sell your investments, which can be either a capital gain or loss. So, what are the building blocks of an investment portfolio? We have stocks, bonds, real estate, currencies, commodities, alternative stores of value. And what are stocks? What are stocks? Stocks are bets on the future profits of a business. We see Socrates visiting his financial advisor to learn something about investment. He did not just jump into it or say, "I'm going to figure it out." Lose some money, and we say, "Ah,、oh, that investment thing doesn't work. It won't work because you know nothing about it." Stocks are shares of ownership in a company, and stocks give any investor the rights to receive a share of the profits that a company makes, which is called a dividend. 
and Socrates had to do a test to design an investment plan that would work perfectly for him. They had to ask him questions about his preferences, his objectives, his age. Why is that important, you might ask? We have more threshold for taking risks for losses when we are younger than when we are older. It's highly recommended that you never invest money that you cannot afford to lose. There were other questions too about his investment horizon and base currency, which is the going to be investing in and getting his returns in. And there's something about reinvesting returns. So after investing an amount of money and you get returned on it, after investing an amount of money and you get returns on it, it's not advisable to just spend it. Reinvesting returns as a snowballing effect. Let's take an example. If at a steady annual return rate of 10%, you keep consistently reinvesting your returns, after a period of 30 years, do you know how much your $100,000 would be? $1,744,940. And so over a long period of time, the compounding effect of returns can grow even a small amount of money into a large sum. And most people, just like Socrates, thought investing would be straightforward. You know, you, you just, you know that... Investing is a positive thing and it's something everyone should engage in. So you think that, oh, I want to invest. And the person just tells you your financial advisor will just tell you, oh, invest in this. But that's not wise. In this book, we see the painstaking process this financial advisor goes through just to explain all of the concepts of investment. I feel I can be an investment banker after reading this. <laughs> I'm glad it's only a feeling. Um, the people who have put in the work and time to learn. Just like I have in the field of education. So no, I'm not going to be an investment banker just because I've read this book. But I can personally make better decisions. I can have more questions for my own financial advisor when I'm ready to invest. And um, I can now avoid the mistakes that I made in my investment journey in my earlier days when I started investing. And I'm sure that financial advisor will be glad I already know some things. And I can also include it in the learning curriculum for all the young people in my care. The story gets to a point where they were talking about the importance of growing and expanding a business, how that works. It's not all the time that you would have the money to really expand your business to be all that it can be. And you see, there was there was more to Socrates. He was more than just that guy who had the money and was spending it, you know, eating and living good. It wasn't only a spender. He was a business owner. He had a design company. And he was at this point where he even went to pitch a business idea to a company, but they didn't want to do business with a one-man entity. They wanted more. And the only reason they turned him down, even though everything else was perfect, was because they didn't have a team. And so when it comes to expanding businesses, there are two kinds of financing that you can source for. We have equities and debt. And equity is a money for investors who want to own a stake 
in a company. You know, those people they call shareholders. And that is money from investors who agree to lend you money for a given period of time. So all of this kind of financing is available for business owners who might be willing to expand. And you might be thinking, can you just tell me which asset class is best so that I can start investing already? Addy says that no investment class is best. And uh, just like we have different tools for different jobs, you wouldn't want to use a rake for the job of a shovel. You have to pick the right tool, depending on the kind of job you want done. And what you choose would be a matter of preference, strategy, and circumstances. For instance, if you decide that um, investing in stocks is the best asset class for you, you can buy stock from every company. You have to select companies who have prospects of growing their profits. You need to understand how they make their money and the plans they have for growth. And if you're convinced, then you can invest. It also depends on your objectives. So then you know whether to invest in growth stocks or income stocks. And you must take into account liquidity as well, which is how easily an investment can be bought or sold quickly without affecting its price. There is also the concept of diversifying. What do they say about putting all of your eggs in one basket? Exactly. Different things. <laughs> So different school of thought have their own ideas about this but it's generally believed that you shouldn't put all of your eggs in one basket and Nadia says about diversifying that putting all your money in a single investment is a very concentrated decision then your money is now tied to whatever happens to that asset you've invested in but diversifying will make your portfolio more resilient so whatever happened so a particular investment would have less impact on the overall health of your entire portfolio. How do you diversify? You could diversify within one asset class from different sectors of the economy across asset classes or even geographically. Imagine owning properties in the Bahamas or even having rental properties in Cayman Islands. Investing is all about anticipation. You also want to be able to assess how the central bank of your country adjusts interest rates as economic conditions evolve. After Catsby explains everything as regards investment, Socrates asked him that it definitely took a lot of time to explain the entire process and um, Catsby never asked for anything in return. That what was in it for him? And what was Catsby's response? It's not all about interest. Good deeds snowball too. If you want to know more about how to start investing, this book is a definite guide. The only thing that I know some people would have preferred is if there were definite names of stocks to buy or companies to invest in. All right, I and I agree partially. All the basic things that you need to learn or to know about investment has already been discussed in this book. The work that you have to do now is to speak to your own financial advisor and see what stocks are available. Get your own professional opinion based on the knowledge that you now have. Um, there are a lot of applications 
out there, softwares that you can use to invest. But if you would like to know, you can always send me a message personally. Personally. Like you already know, I can't tell you all that is in a book. I can share with you why I think a book is a good read, why you should consider it. And then you make that decision. I've told you what was included and what wasn't and what work you have to do if you're going to act based on all the information that you have today. Alright, so that is all we are going to be able to take on this book today. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I'm truly excited about the book we are going to be reviewing next week. Yeah, it's a very popular one that a lot of people talk about it, but very few people have read it. Yeah, the richest man in Babylon. And that would even break this down further. And in that book, you would see how all of these concepts are important to build real wealth. Investment is a part of this building block, but there are other elements as well. But true wisdom for wealth is what you would find in that book. You can grab a copy before then so that you can relate to some of the things that I'll be sharing on here and you can ask questions even before that time. I wish you a wonderful day and a blessed week. Yes, Trin. Amos.
But if you would like to know, you can always send me a message personally. 